let's start with the startup house. Tell us about what, what the heck is, is a startup house? For me, I went through such an arduous journey as a solo non-technical founder with uh, a bank account that was uh, very slim and a credit card balance that was far less slim. And so for me, it's like whenever I could get to the point where I could raise money, it's like my uh, infant that was in the like ICU, you know, it was like a, in the in the NICU, you know, like a premature baby uh, is now going to have an opportunity to get out of the hospital, survive, go home with parents. And to me, it was like, I want to, I want to line up everything to give myself the maximum possible chance that this baby can grow into a toddler and see the world and really have a fighting chance to make the difference that I've been dreaming about from day one. That's a good analogy. That's a good visual. And, and for me, I thought, you know, like the, the social network, you know, the movie about Facebook, the Facebook guys had a house, the Microsoft guys had a house, like so many of the super famous uh, startup companies we're familiar with at some point in time had a bunch of people cooped up in a house and there's no other way that you can really replicate that, that level of obsession than whenever you have forced proximity. And with COVID, it doubly made it important because it doesn't make sense to live in all these different places, travel into an office together, and you know, just increase the chance of uh, spreading the disease. It's not particularly responsible. And so I thought, man, like the very first few people that I bring on board, like I need to make sure that these are people who are who are like okay living with me because they know yeah. how crazy and obsessed I am about this business. Like I'm not so worried about me living with them. It's like, can they tolerate having someone who's like uh, absolutely obsessed 24 seven? And so luckily I was able to get uh, two of my best friends on board immediately. And one was living in San Francisco, one was living in New Orleans. I had previously lived with the one in New Orleans. He was the software engineer. The one in San Francisco was uh, formerly an investment banker and sales manager at S&P Capital IQ. But he always had a heart for Socialize, always understood it, and had always been willing to listen and provide advice whenever early on, you know, a lot of my family and friends who had the best of intentions were very concerned that I had this delusion that I was in possession of this like secret that was going to change the world and revolutionize how we address poverty. And I realized that it sounded crazy, but I believed it and, and I still believe it. And, uh, it's that level of conviction that as an entrepreneur helps you get through the low periods because you know that uh, what you're doing is worth it and that there's no more successful or there's no more rewarding or fulfilling life that you could live than one in which you make that idea happen. And I so badly want to live in the world where socialize is ubiquitous and everybody who's in need of extra income uh, has an opportunity to do immediate public benefit work, build up a digital resume and then leverage that to get connected 
with the existing hiring infrastructure in society. And so I just always had that, that conviction. And I thought the startup house is going to help me survive to the next financing round. I want to, I want to make it happen. And then, uh, after I brought those guys on board, we've added a whole lot of other people to the team. And so far, everybody has been someone that I've had a very long professional or personal relationship with. It's, uh, it's unsustainable to think that, you know, if we grow, obviously you have to get beyond that and you have to hire people you don't know. But, uh, in the early days for me, the idea of taking personnel risk is uh, very scary because, you know, to me, I still view it as like, okay, you know, we might be out of the hospital, but we still have a baby that's, that's uh, sick. You know, it's, 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 it's not in a stable situation. It needs, uh, it needs a more comfortable situation. And all of those things contributed to the magic of our startup house. And it's amazing. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's any other house in the world where at like one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, you've got a bunch of people that are like fired up, like screaming and yelling about how excited we are to, uh, be a part of the solution to solving homelessness or recidivism. And it's just really cool. Like, I don't know if you could have that level of enthusiasm if, uh, you know, if the business doesn't have such a powerful mission, but all yeah. of us are united by, uh, by, by empathy. We have a, we have a huge heart. We all really want to see, uh, the world be a better place and we want to use our professional talents to be a part of the solution, making it happen. And we want it to happen as efficiently as possible. And we want it to be as scalable as scalable as possible. And that's why we're working for socialize. It sounds like you're having. If this snippet of good made you want to hear more, tune in on Friday to catch the entire episode of Conversations Around Good. We have made possible by love to make good loud. If you would like to learn more, go to madepossibleby.us.